the e-commerce was going to have to come whether the pandemic came or not. And I think that's just the sign of the times of where we are right now. I think that, you know, it is absolutely where we need to be and where we need to go. And I'm really excited about, you know, what other kind of things are going to come down the pipeline um, in terms of making sure that our customers are connected with us. Hi, I'm Nelson Murray, and this is Talking Squarely. In this series, we bring together independent business owners to have frank discussions and share their perspectives on some of the most pressing issues impacting their lives and livelihoods. Today, we're discussing the realities and challenges that come with launching an online store and how 2020 in particular has impacted many businesses' e-commerce strategies and roadmaps throughout the country. To kick off the conversation, why don't we just start with a, a sort of broad question, which is help us understand when each of you realized that you needed to add an e-commerce component to your business and how you came to that decision. Well, traditionally, Ruin Vine is a catering company. So I have the catering company and the restaurant. Um, and when the pandemic hit, all of our catering just completely stopped, period, because no one was in need of it anymore. That's Chef Leilani Ba of Ruin Vine in Oakland, California. And when we were finally given the green light to open the restaurant for um, pickup and curbside, we realized that social media just wasn't enough. We knew immediately that we needed to go online. Um, and it took some time for us to figure out exactly how to do that. For our second guest, David Velasco, getting his plant business online was also an immediate need. So um, we opened store uh, on March 2020, and then two weeks into opening, which was great. The community was welcoming us. Um, you know, as we all know, the pandemic started and uh, we had to shut down. Shelter in place was first uh, in the country in San Francisco. So it was kind of scary times and we just went into action mode and trying to figure out how to, um, you know, first of all, keep our product, which is plants alive and then also how it was going to be for us the next couple of months and everything was just so uncertain and uh, i think first of all was just a matter of okay we do retail and we do have uh, some technologies at hand that we can use for this so let's get into work and we just roll up our sleeves and started just building our our back end and then the front end and we were able to launch at the end of a april yeah our online store a lot of work it was Definitely a lot of hours. For CJ Barone, our third guest and owner of Empire Tea and Coffee in Newport, Rhode Island, e-commerce efforts were already underway before the pandemic hit. So for us, we started to, to develop an online app, a mobile app, about a year ago. And um, we had it launched, but we were getting maybe 30 transactions a week between all of our locations until the pandemic shut us down. And we went to a mobile strategy and also quickly put up a, a website for pickup orders. We had always had a website for shipping, but to switch to a, a curbside pickup or walk-up pickup um, strategy was something we implemented literally overnight and has had amazing success for us. Wow. That process sounds like you understood the need for an e-commerce component or, or at least a digital way for your customers to engage with your business far before the pandemic. Can you tell us about what the ideas were that led to that decision to invest in developing your own app? 
guess I should start with my background. I'm an electrical engineer who happened to open okay. a coffee shop with some friends. So I tend to be fairly technical okay. to begin with. And I think that just noticing that the, the, the customer base was changing and we knew we, we were watching other players and other industries moving to a mobile strategy. So a year or so ago, we started searching out partners that could integrate in with our square ordering system so that we could you know, put our store in people's pockets, basically. And we were working on it. And it was kind of like a little pet project. Obviously, when things switched, we had this application that we could then start to really promote and push and, and change pretty much how we operate today. And I don't expect we're ever going to go back to the way we were. Was that difficult? Was it a long process? I mean, so, how did you build the framework on it? So we actually used one of the Square partners, um, Craver. Uh, to do it. And it was a really easy process. I think the other thing that I've been doing personally is I can suck in all the data and I do a lot more business analytics than what we can do on just the, the base uh, square reporting. But yeah, I recommend the app. It's phenomenal. That's awesome. Okay. I'm curious, David, to, to bring it back to you. Can you talk about the mindset shift from moving from an exclusively brick and mortar way of doing business and engaging with your customers and your products really to adding this digital component, this e-commerce component? We knew we had to build our e-commerce, but we decided to launch first, you know, go with the store and the retail. Um, we wanted to connect one one and one with our community. I'm an immigrant. I come from Spain. I moved to San Francisco 10 years ago, and my wife is half Mexican. So for us, it was really important to build community in the mission, which is an iconic uh, district in San Francisco. Um, and then basically what happened is just the pandemic kind of just made us kicking gears and just get this started. But it was something we knew we had to, we had to have ready at some point. So just, it just accelerated things for us basically. Um, and right after we launched our site, it was kind of, uh, just orders were starting to pouring because there was nothing else going on in the city. You know, folks are um, staying at home and they want to spruce up their interior. And of course, plants is kind of the most obvious and sustainable way to do that inside. So having a, a retail online and being able to fulfill orders, deliver locally instead of shipping was very important. Um, I think not only for us, but also for our community. So we had barely opened our doors at Magnolia Street when the pandemic hit. We were actually waiting for our final inspections to go through when the city shut down. Mm -hmm. So we had to wait till the city opened. Um, and so for us, we, as soon as we were able to start doing curbside and pickup, we went back to my old school pop-up mode because I used to do pop-ups and that's what we started doing because we couldn't open the restaurant. And that's where all of our social media driven marketing went into effect. And then we started getting calls saying, hey, where's your menu? Can we buy online? You know, can we order ahead? And so I was like, we have to set up the square shop. And it's unfortunate that it took us so long to kind of get the hang of it. But coming from, you know, not being open and not having any um, foot traffic to, okay, what do we do right now? We got to figure it out. It took us some time, but we're finally, you know, ready. And I I already know just based on customer feedback so far, it's been, hey, if you guys had everything online, it would be so much easier. Sure. You know, because <laughs> even though we're open for outside, you'd still have the people that are like, I'm not coming outside. So <laughs> I need you to deliver my food. I think it's fascinating that you had to go sort of way back and way sort of stepping into the future in order to find that way forward. 
and you you encountered some technical hurdles, some things that you found were maybe more difficult than you expected. Can you describe a little bit more some of those technical challenges, things that you hadn't realized that you'd have to deal with, or maybe things that you wish that the tools could have done a little bit more easily for you? I think that it was more so on the user end over here. And for the people that manage my website, it was kind of like, well, how do we do this? How do we add this? You know, do we do a whole entire page that goes directly to Square? How does it happen? The interesting part is that because catering has always been our bread and butter, my husband always says, you know, the catering is what brings the money in and the restaurant's your hobby, honey. Um, and we had to quickly turn that around because there was no catering. Mm. So the technical difficulties that we had on our side was trying to figure out how to integrate things. Once we were finally hand, you know, our hands being held a little bit and, you know, showing us the way on how to integrate those things, it became a lot easier. I think we're over the hump and ready to rock and roll. have to imagine that the struggles that you're describing have been shared by, you know, any number of millions of independent business owners over the course of the year mm -hmm. who have had to adapt to trying to figure out for their own business and their own inventory or services, whatever it is they provide, how to recreate a version of their business online. CJ, you had a little bit of a cheat code because of your, your technical background. So you maybe had a, a, a fewer technical hurdles to overcome, but can you talk about that adaptation and maybe any uh, friction points that you did encounter in developing the app and in bringing um, a version of your business online for customers? Sure. So in developing the app, we, we definitely did have some hurdles to, to go through um, to make it all work. I, I would say that as soon as we switched over, I, I could tell that our app wasn't fully vetted for every single menu option and item on there. We had, mm. you know, a couple dozen when you know, when we add in every option, we probably have thousands, you know, on our, on our normal menu. So it, it became something that very quickly, every single day I was modifying the app or, or Square to, to solve some of these problems and get everything linked in correctly or to make sure that uh, modifiers and options were in for the customers. Um, I, I think the other parts of it are just the operational challenges of, of switching from, sure. you know, our busiest store would have, let's say, 400 transactions in a day. Um, prior to the pandemic, and then afterwards it's cut in half, but they're now all online. And uh, that was interesting because normally, you know, at, a, at our coffee shop on a busy day, you could have a line to the door for three or four hours. And now with the online ordering, everybody is at the front of the line. And so inside of our store, our KDS system, all of a sudden, you know, at the normal peak hours, you're just hearing ding, 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 and you're getting overwhelmed right. by coming in. So I think it's kind of interesting. Our, our sales are down, but it, it feels busier and it, but it also, it, it is an invigorating experience because it is a new challenge uh, to overcome. You know, David, you touched earlier on how uh, adding plants to your home is one thing that uh, is sort of top of mind for people who are looking to refresh their space or, or, you know, kind of bring, breathe new life into their home. I'm wondering how you decided to bring coming to the Mellow in person to your online audiences. On our website, we have plan bios. Uh, we were building just kind of like, uh, where does the plan come from? Besides of doing care tips, um, you know, how does the plan behave and how does it move? So we have little videos, uh, animated things. Um, optimizing beautiful images for sure was uh, uh, a must. We had to have that. Mm -hmm. um, and being descriptive with what the product is, because people is, 
it's a personal purchase. People want to be somewhere, uh, look at this, see how they feel about it, and then purchase it. And what's difficult though for us like, uh, is that in-store we use Square for our POS system. Whereas online we have, we connect the Square API with our um, e-commerce provider, which is WooCommerce, and then we use a different payment uh, processing company for online. Um, so there's quite a few parts moving and being able to sync all of those, that everything is synced constantly, that's kind of the difficulties that we run into, just the disjunction between in-person and online too. And the customer expectations also are a little bit different when it comes to something online. They think immediately they want uh, refunds, uh, full refunds, they want to be able to return quickly, they want to know uh, ETA for deliveries, like you know, all the ride-sharing apps can do. I'm curious if you could expand on what else have you had to do to adapt your business model to uh, sort of supporting both the physical in-store experience as well as the online experience. Things like your social media presence and kind of other peripheral channels that you use to communicate with your customers and drive traffic. Social media is key for us. Well, actually, 38% of uh, our visitors come from a social media channel. And then we have a big organic presence too. Um, mm sort of the grassroots kind of uh, marketing campaigns that we have done locally. Just being able to target our customers based on demographics such as age, um, you know, what they like, if they're outdoorsy versus not, if uh, they're into interior design or they're already into plants and, and, and they like that. Uh, it's definitely has given us a step ahead um, with mm -hmm. our competitors and we've been able to cater uh, and craft a really good uh, marketing uh, strategy. Chef Leilani, you, you talked about the process of bringing your menu to your Square Online store. I'm curious now, is that the sole uh, channel that you are, are measuring success through for your business? Or are you also using your social media channels and other avenues to market your businesses and stay in touch with your customers? I do have a pretty good social media following which surprised me. It's always very funny when someone says, oh my God, I follow you on Instagram. And I'm like, really? Oh, that's awesome. You're huge um, on Instagram. What but, are you talking about? <laughs> we, we literally did everything on Instagram and Facebook. And it was every time a new menu came out, we pushed that menu. Anything that I was participating in, we pushed and pushed and mm -hmm. pushed to get people to know, A, that we were open um, for pickup and curbside and be that we, they were going to get some delicious food. Um, and because we do Cajun Creole and Southern comfort in these unprecedented times, um, people are constantly looking for comfort and comfort normally, you know, comes in the form of hugs and food. I mean, we have people coming from San Jose and Sacramento, um, based off of an Instagram post. So it's been wild because we, you know, like CJ, our profits are down, but we do seem a lot busier because there's all these other components, right? It's just not, hey, you know, let's order food for catering. Everything's individually packaged. That takes a whole nother, you know, hour and a half to right. do when you're doing 600 meals a day. Like today we're doing 480 meals and it's going to take an hour to pack, um, if not more. Right. CJ, I'm, I'm curious about you. You explained earlier, you sort of kicked off this idea of um, regardless of what's happening with sales, you're feeling busier than ever. How have you had to 
reshape uh, the way that you you use your staff um, at your business to embrace this, uh, not just the app, but your uh, e-commerce model? So a lot has changed due to this. We're not allowing anyone into our stores, I think, even though we are technically allowed to at this point. So we're strictly mm-hmm. just takeout. And I think the biggest changes have been reconfiguring the stores. You know, they used to be a spot for our community to come in and and interact with each other and with us. And now we've optimized them to be as efficient as possible to, to serve as many items as possible. So I think some of the things we've changed, we've added in uh, an expediter station, which is, I think is more normal in a, a traditional restaurant than it is in a coffee shop. Uh, but we had to add that in uh, because the orders are coming in so so rapidly. What has surprised you about uh, this big pivot to embracing an e-commerce model? What has surprised you about shifts in your sales, changes in the way that you sort of relate to your own business maybe? Are there things that are measurable or immeasurable that are, are just new to you? Um, from a more of a emotional side of things, like our, our stores were always meant to be community hubs where people came in and we interacted with them and we got to know them and create relationships. So that's been an interesting thing of how do we continue to do that. So writing notes on cups and bags and, you know, interacting more on social media. And then also on our app, putting pictures of our staff and their their favorite drinks. So there's a way that they can get to know us, even if it's between plexiglass mm-hmm. and a face mask. And David, what about for you at the Mellow? The support of our community was overwhelming. We literally had so many orders we had to extend. We started with delivering one day a week, then two days a mm-hmm. week, then three days a week. So having that was surprising and seeing how much people really wanted that and and they were just willing to take the leap also into doing uh, online shopping for their plants. And also, yeah, just the emotional side of community, which is still uh, our main focus and we're having to do it uh, very differently through social media, through live streams. We bring music every Saturday and safely put the musicians outside in the street and we pay them and the community shows up and tip them. It's overwhelming and it's a blessing um, just to see and be able to still connect with a lot of people, even though the times we live in are really hard. I was curious about what from David was, we, um, we our latest integration is for inventory. Um, we, we don't have the same inventory issues that maybe plants, plants would have, but we do have it for like baked goods. We don't want to run out. How are you integrating between your your in-store and your website, the inventory control? Sure, yeah. So um, it's been kind of difficult to figure it out and to uh, run it smoothly, especially because, um, like I said, it's two different uh, products. The The back end of our website is PHP and, and then WooCommerce. And then um, on, on in-store, we have uh, the POS is Square. So syncing with uh, the Square API um, has allowed us to uh, refresh and kind of keep updated our inventory. There's some glitches here and there, but as soon as we were able to just uh, connect them through the APIs, um, it, now we have a, a stable system in which when I update the stock in Square, it also updates on our website. And we have a lot of variations because a plant can be different sizes, but also different varieties. So that that was kind of challenging, um, but we, we were able to build it really well on our website. I'm curious, as you all three look to the future, now that you have invested in e-commerce presences for your businesses, um, what are some of the things that you have in mind uh, for additional changes, things that maybe you're not quite ready to take on quite yet, but that you think might be interesting for the future? 
CJ, let's start with you. I think that switching to this process allows us to connect to our customers um, more offsite. We're learning new skills and how to interact with them through our loyalty program, through um, through notifications on the app. Mm. Um, even the messages that we put out when their order is ready to pick up, it just allows us to interact a little bit more, to get to know our customers a little better so that we can cater more specific to their wants and needs. Um, so I think that that's going to be a, a growth driver going forward. Well, David, let me uh, let me turn back to you. Let me turn that question to you. What are some things that, uh, as you look to the future, that you think might be interesting opportunities for, for the Mellow as it relates to now having this robust e-commerce presence? We are building a more comprehensive um, programmatic SMS system, which we've had since we launched. And it was um, kind of just for fun at first and to be able to notify mm -hmm. on a timely manner. Um, but then it became something people really liked and wanted to interact with. So being able to allow them to purchase from their um, messages has been a uh, key for us now. So we're still building that. Then uh, we're so excited. We're going to open our second store um, in the city. So that's very exciting and it's going to be a lot of work. Congratulations. But we just need the space. Yeah, thank you. And then um, we're looking into expanding into online workshops. So. Um, when we opened the store initially, we wanted to do plants and also in-person workshops with local artists and makers. Um, we haven't been able to do that, obviously, because of the pandemic, but uh, we're building the curriculum and we're hoping to launch soon. Chef Leilani, now that you have invested in an e-commerce uh, component for your business, how are you thinking about the relationship between the physical presence and the sort of digital or virtual experience of your business? I mean, I think that, you know, it goes back to being, you know, fluid with what's going on, right? So mm. the e-commerce was going to have to come whether the pandemic came or not. And I think that's just the sign of the times of where we are right yeah. now. And so being able to have those tools and to be able to have the assistance to get it done because I'm not a super techie person. Um, I cook for a living, <laughs> so I can make shrimp and grits all day, but I can't really like put a computer together um, or a website for that matter. But well, it's it's interesting to hear you say that uh, whether the pandemic had had come about or not, that that this kind of pivot was going to be in the future for your business, CJ. It, it, that's obviously the case for you as well given that well in advance of this year, you started developing your own app. David, I'm curious how what your take is on that. Do you feel like the investment and rollout of this e-commerce platform for the Mellow was inevitable? And um, how do you feel about it personally? Yeah, I think um, because I have a background in technology, but also because I am a very personable uh, individual, I think like most of owners are thinking, it's a matter of uh, finding balance and being a hybrid. Um, bottom line is uh, times are not going to go back fully to what they used to be and we need to adapt. It is inevitable that businesses will have to embrace technology. And I think the amount of uh, investment we've put in both um, shows uh, and, and for that, we're just very happy um, because we're able to run our business. Yes, it's more complicated. Yes, it has a lot of uh, moving parts. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to connect with people and we have to do what we do best, which is uh, doing business 
A special thanks to David, Chef Leilani, and CJ for sharing their e-commerce strategies. The Mellow is open for both online and in-store shopping, with weekly updates to their plant inventory. Follow them on Instagram at the Mellow SF. You can find Chef Leilani on Instagram as well, at the Chef Leilani or at Magnolia Street Wine Lounge. You can find Empire Tea and Coffee at EmpireTeaAndCoffee.com and order coffee for home delivery. You can also download their app on the App Store and Google Play. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Empire Tea and Coffee. You've been listening to Talking Squarely, a Square production. This episode was produced by Mallory Russell, Cindy Lewis, Kira Deutsch, Evan Grohl, John Scarpinato, and Travis Gonzalez. Our music was composed by Jordan Wallace. I'm Nelson Murray. Thanks for listening. and opinions expressed in Talking Squarely are those of our guests and do not reflect the official policy or position of Square.